0: Hello and welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators, home of NARC Troopers. You want to find out more ways to um, give a boost to your healing and recovery from narcissistic abuse? Visit my website where you'll find all kinds of resources to help you on your recovery journey. Today we're going to talk about the voices in my head. The narcissist takes over your mind and becomes a squatter in your headspace long after the discard, or, if you're lucky, after your escape. Think of it as an infection, a science project, genetic engineering, cellular reconfiguration, gene-splicing, alien mind control. The narcissist wants you to be just like them. So they put something called introjects into your mind that begin to reproduce and multiply, cloning themselves at a rapid, rapid rate, taking complete control of the host's complete being, you know, body, mind, and soul. The narcissist infects your mind and then proceeds to clone themselves there. You must not only get rid of the narcissist voice in your head, but also to your reaction to those voices. So there's different kinds of voices I want to talk about. And the first one is called the death voice or as Sam Vaknin so aptly calls it destudo destudo is the voice of death he's so brilliant you know i listen to him every day i think i have a crush on him what a great great um expert he's a um what is the word <laughs> he's he he's the godfather grandfather of narcissism with his book malignant self love narcissism revisited definitely worth buying a copy of that so he talks about this death voice and um, so the narcissist puts his own death voice into their intimate partner's head as they continue to clone you every cell replicating and copying toxic messages the narcissist destructive messaging system becomes embedded and inseparable from that of your own voice. it, It blends together and becomes one. Your response to this is to fight against this new voice of death and it provokes your will to fight to live as it performs sort of as your malevolent inner critic It destabilizes you, destroys you, dysregulates you, disintegrates you, and decimates you. Mm -hmm. These messages that you may be getting from the death voice of the narcissist that now lives inside of you might sound like this You're ugly, you're weak, you're stupid, you're hopeless, you're repulsive, you're deformed. It says, you might as well just give up because the world would be a better place without you. So as you internalize all of this, you become depressed, insecure, and stressed. Typically, it provokes the voice of life in you, the partner, who fights back and wants to live. So, you know, if you're trying to look for that silver lining, that might be it. And it is important to fight back and to use affirmations and other techniques to silence this lethal voice of death. You can say, I am beautiful. I am smart. I am healthy. I am capable. I am confident. I am strong. I am. and then just keep going with that whole idea. So that's the death voice or destudo. The next one, the next voice that lives in your head after the narcissist is no longer physically in your life, but their voice is still there, and it is the God voice. The omnipotent, omniscient, all-powerful, magical thinking tells the narcissist that they can manifest whatever they wish for. This idea resembles psychosis as a delusional belief that separates the narcissist from reality. All children have this belief that they possess magical powers until around the age of three or four, when their development allows them to see that they cannot merely wish for something and then receive it. The narcissist needs an intimate partner to become An extension of the God voice and they install this programming in your mind so that um, you constantly believe all of their grandiose entitled illusions about their supreme deity and superiority that's their false persona that they have created and you have to feed into this false persona to keep it alive and and to uh, nourish it, provide food for it. Um, so it is this cruel, false self demanding that the true self is sacrificed for, and um, this so- false self, which is godlike and supernatural, because that's how they create it, because they ha- have been abused, tortured. And they're in so much pain, they essentially silence their true self, suffocating it, murdering it, whatever. But they end it, um, crush it. I I don't know. You can think of it in different ways. I try to picture that. It's horrific. Um, And they replace it with that false self that is like Superman. It's a superhero. It's bulletproof. They can have what they want, manifest what they need. They are special. They are different. They are unique. They are all powerful. They will never die. They will never get old. They will never get sick. They are a superior species above the rest of us. So, of course, this part of the narcissist has to be fed, and it requires a sacrifice. The false self demands it, and guess who becomes the sacrifice? That's right. Yes, It is you, you guessed it, the intimate partner. The God voice triggers their partner's own God voice. And over time, the partner becomes more narcissistic themselves. Because then you share in that delusional, uh, the delusional fantasy, um, magical thinking where uh, you lose touch with reality too over a period of time. And you buy into this, you know. Um, the narcissist has mind snatched you so that you are adopting their view, which is one that is not empathetic. It's arrogant, self-deluded, selfishly entitled. These voices are embedded and implanted in very insidious ways, sneaky ways, so that it becomes hard to distinguish between those voices that are theirs and those that are your own voice that belong to you and it's critical that you know that you you know you put a stop to it so that you know, do not become just a complete uh clone of him or her if your narcissist is a her um so that's what the god voice is all about now we're not done yet there's yet another voice in that crowded space in your head that has been brainwashed hypnotized had the hoodoo voodoo put on you um you know whatever you want to call it that has happened to you from this relationship the voices linger and that's voices plural the death voice the god voice and the third one the life voice or libido libido Um, here again, Dr. Vakman says libido, but he has an accent, so I can't, uh, replicate that. So, uh, you know, you hear people talk about their libido somehow that sounds not as cool as libido. Um, either way, (laughs) here's the thing either way for, for the life voice, To prevail and to live and to thrive, the narcissist must make a sacrifice. Here again, here again. At first, that sacrifice is his own true self. He sacrifices himself. In a relationship with a partner, you are parentified and you play the role of the mother. Or if your narcissist is a female, you play the role of the father. For the narcissist to feel alive and and creative and productive, they must offer you up to their demanding, unforgiving, and petty God known as the false self. Now, this false self must have a human sacrifice, and the narcissist's life is governed by this false God. You know, this whole NPD is kind of like a religion. I've heard people say that. Uh, It's a belief system, a value system. Um, You know, narcissistic abuse is the way the narcissist merges and fuses, then rejects you and kills you, metaphorically, hopefully, um, so that he can separate and individuate and go through that childhood development that should have happened but didn't. They revive that. Dynamic with their absent dead mother Um, and the way that they murder you in the end is really their attempt to renegotiate the separation stage of their own child development with their mother that they were never able to do that with the whole separation and individuation. So the narcissist's life voice only comes at the price of your death. If you allow your own death voice, um, that everyone everyone has that right, to collaborate and merge with the narcissist death voice, you are most assuredly doomed, and will be destroyed. I think that's what happened to me, <laughs> and. Let me tell you, the way back from something like this is, is unbelievable. It's, um, you know, I thought I knew everything. <laughs> I thought I understood life. I understood people and love and all of it, you know, and uh, I did not understand everything. And I don't think most people do. I mean, who 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 wants to hear this? Who wants to dig in and peel back the layers of all of this unless it has happened to you or unless you're still in it and it's happening to you um, or unless someone that you care about very deeply is involved with this? Then probably, you know, you don't know. You don't care. There's other bigger fish to fry. We have... Plenty of things to worry about right now in the world around us. Huge things, epic things, uh, life-ending things to worry about. Um, Definitely life-changing things to worry about. So most people aren't going to take the time to do a deep dive into narcissistic personality disorder or cluster B disorders because there's enough muck and yuck out there. Why add to it and give yourself another big whopping serving of, of yuck and muck? You're just not going to do it, you know. Uh, we're so burdened with all of the bad stuff that when we get a free minute, it's like we want to watch a rom-com or eat ice cream or, you know, play video games or just do anything to escape from it. So you need to know that that that, that you know, that so many people don't know these things. They don't want to know these things. And rightfully so. It's just, you know, unless it's it's something that you're experiencing in some way, why would you want to know all of this or think about it? And the answer is you're probably not, right? You're probably uh, not unless you're a psychology major or, I don't know, something like that. Um, so I have spoken to quite a few people who are recovering from relationships with people who have... Uh, NPD or psychopathy or something like that in the cluster B categories. And, you know, they frequently refer to episodes of intrusive thoughts that they just cannot stop from invading their minds on a regular basis, on a frequent basis. Intrusive thoughts are a manifestation of PTSD and C, PTSD, complex PTSD, and they require some kind of help, treatment, therapy, intervention, something. You know, you, I don't think that these are things you can recover from by yourself. Um, you have to wrangle them down and achieve freedom from them. And that just doesn't happen naturally. It requires active um, uh, things that you do. So these introjects in your mind, all these voices that have been implanted there, function in a similar capacity. It occurs when a person internalizes the beliefs of other people and happens when they identify with a person so strongly that they cannot separate that person from themselves. Talk about a whole, you know, um, merging and fusing or enmeshment or... Uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, that kind of merging with that person who's not okay, they're mentally unwell, and you merge with them, well, you know bad things are going to happen, right? That, Of course they will, The, but you're sure not thinking about that at the time, I know that never crossed my mind uh, when I was in it, when I was in that shared fantasy mutual psychosis, I, I never... Realized that that's what it was um it just seemed like a nice fluffy puffy pink and frothy sparkly glittery um solution to have a magical life that was that was beautiful and all of that uh way better than harsh reality that's so gritty and grimy and filled with terrible things um who wouldn't choose the the uh, technicolor disney version of everything that's that's fantasy it's not real but um it sure feels pretty good at the time so this this narcissistically disordered person is probably unaware of the effect that they have in this frankensteinian as in frankenstein <laughs> frankensteinian merging and fusing and mind swapping you ever see those two sit in the chair and they put the little caps on them and turn on you know flip the switch and then the brain of the guy goes into frankenstein and frankenstein's nothingness his absence of being goes into the human yeah it's like that put that image in your mind and summon that image when you get all mushy and you're like oh I love them. I miss them. I long for them. Stop it. <laughs> I have trouble with that too. We tend to to remember all of the good parts of the of this uh union, this pairing and forget the the freaky perverse uh awfully like toxic, poisonous, lethal lethal parts of this that's like it's like the Frankenstein thing. We just don't want to think about that. I think it's probably because it's too horrible to think about. It's too horrible to acknowledge that we were involved in something so, um, terrible. So it almost seems like, like these, these people have an innate ability to possess, um, people their minds I don't know brainwashing whatever um, and they hijack your internal core mechanisms it's not just a mind swap or a mind hijacking they they consume they take they they steal your internal internal core mechanisms but but and then on top of that they take your agency your Free will, your conscience, um, your power over your own identity and individualism. They take that, too. And they blur the boundaries between themselves and their partner so much that they become just this one organism that is not a good thing. Right. It's not a good organism. It's not a good creation. It's some science lab freak show. Um, you know, it may sound romantic. <laughs> oh, we're going to merge as one. Well, that's that's just something in your head that's not really what's happening. Um, it is really far from that. Whenever, you know, whenever someone gushes and they say, Oh, you complete me or you're the missing puzzle piece I've been searching for my whole life. You better collect your belongings and hit the door take off running, exit the building. People need to be whole and all of that by themselves without requiring validation or, or merging from another person to be whole. You need to be whole as a person, as an individual. Um, The narcissist enters your brain like a virus and begins co-opting and cloning before long, you can't tell what is your own voice and what is theirs. In a sense, they become your conscience and your voice of reason. Once they have gained entry, they proceed to implant and infect with um, these these belief systems, these perspectives, and um, their you know absence of identity poor ego functions and all of this, the victim can no longer have a pure or uncorrupted thought because it's polluted. It's infected by this relationship with this mentally unwell person. This is serious. If that that has not crossed your mind yet, let me just stamp that. This is serious. It is deadly, deadly stuff. Um, So there's a cognitive dissonance. You know what that is. Like you don't know what's real and what's not real. Um, That remains the whole time that, that you're in this shared fantasy with this narcissist, you know, it's like a brain fog. It's like uh, you've been hypnotized and you're in a trance, something like that. It's that's really kind of what it, what it's like. Um, And so when you come out of this shared psychotic, fantasy state you know you're supposed to discover that you don't feel um the same um but what you may discover is you don't feel a sense of self or clarity clarity of thought or um any kind of independence because too much has happened you've been depleted sucked dry and um all of those things have been hijacked by the narcissist. You can't tell what's going on. You know, perhaps one of the best ways to test, to see if it's your own authentic voice or one of the voices that the narcissist has put in your head is to ask yourself, is it trying to get you to do something or believe something or accept something because their voice is usually prompting and pushing you towards something. Um, if it's your voice, it may be quiet. It may not be telling you anything. It may just be sitting over there thinking, what the heck is going on here? Um, so ask that voice, you know, is it trying to compel you to do something? The narcissist voice will remain active until you can identify it and purge it. It's just going to be a program that keeps running keeps running and keeps running it will tell you to do or not do things your own voice is the one that's just sort of sitting quietly beside you (laughs) you know wanting to just have some peace interjects are simply uh accepted as a part of one's personality and true self they are they are concepts that one considers should be believed or behaviors that one thinks ought to be followed Intrajects do not involve an individual's personal integrity or morality. Oh, my gosh, people. Narcissists, sociopaths, and psychopaths have no integrity or morality. They are amoral. Not immoral. Immoral means you have bad morals. They are amoral. They have no morals. None. None. Let me say that again. They have none. (laughs) None. They have none. Um, I think I have driven that point home because that's really important to know that they have no ethics, no values, no morals, no uh, integrity, honor, or empathy, or compassion, or mercy, or any of that. They don't have it. They don't have it. They're never going to have it. Never. Ever, never, ever, never, ever ever, ever, never going to have it. Um, okay. So with the narcissist, there is a hive mentality. You heard about that before? Hive mentality. Um, you know, it's the one mind, the one mind, you think what they think you perceive what they perceive the way they perceive them. Does that sound familiar? Does that resonate with you? It is a complete surrender of the mind to this disordered person that continues long after they're gone from your life. They are still there. They remain the lens through which you experience the world and the lens through which you experience yourself. Negative interjection is part of the cycle of narcissistic abuse. A person in these abusive relationships might begin to believe the claims of the dysregulated and delusional partner and internalize feelings of worthlessness or failure or start second-guessing themselves, at least. In some cases, the victim might interject the abuser's personality so strongly that the victim then becomes an abuser. Yeah, The victim becomes the abuser. That's more common than you think. And and they may become a narcissist themselves. Some of you really don't want to hear that. But yes, I have wondered that many times if that's happened to me in some way. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that's a big fat no. But yeah, it's a concern. Remember, both the narcissist and the codependent or person with abandonment issues or attachment issues or whatever they're both victims of early trauma and unhealthy attachment styles and it could be this common ground that causes them to gravitate towards one another and become enmeshed in such a dysfunctional way as we try to regain control of our of our minds our bodies our lives following relationships with Narcissists. We must be mindful of the deep layers of infection and disease that we are now plagued with. Uh, we don't want it to become a chronic disease or infection. If we are aware, we can identify the malignant parts of ourselves and have uh, that have absorbed and integrated the narcissists into our very essence. And then we can cut them out like a cancer. You know, it is unwise to be dismissive or minimize any of this, especially the impact that these individuals have on their partners. The damage is profound and insidious and, you know, but you know what, even though it is, it doesn't have to be terminal. Okay. It doesn't have to kill you. Um, So you have to think about these voices that are in your head that the narcissist has left behind and try to identify them and get them out, get them out and purge them, cleanse them, wash them away, um, and, and have your own mind pure and uncontaminated. That is your goal. That is your task. And that is what we must all do. Okay. Okay um kind of heavy stuff a little bit scary uh but we can do it guys we are troopers narc troopers we keep going we take a licking and keep on ticking so just keep going guys and and uh think about these things pay attention and you got this we can do it all right bye this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg